and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. My name is Ashley Rick Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And it's mostly also about our lives. Folks, I hope you had a great weekend. I know that we did here in New York City. Boy, was that weather nice. It's so beautiful. Loving every second of it. I mean, people are on the streets of Brooklyn just with paper cups and straws walking around like they've been hit on the head with a frying pan. That's how drunk they are. They have a goddamn mask on. They got gloves on. They're walking a dog. They're wa- they're walking with a lover. <laughs> they have a kid in a stroller. They're uh, taking shots out of little plastic shot glasses. It's it's a wild time here. It's like Bourbon Street, but every street here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. What's going on in your neck of the woods? I'd actually say it's less Bourbon Street just because uh, people seem to have left the city. You know, today's the first day of alternate side parking being reinstated in our lovely city, which probably means nothing to you. But guess what? In New York, if you own a car, you are punished. You have to move it every day um, so that the city can sweep the streets. Every other day, really. But sometimes it can be every day if you don't do it right. If you don't play your cards right, you can really screw yourself. They suspended it for like two months, and now they're bringing it back for a week. It's going off a week, on a week, off a week. And that's why we're cranking this thing out a little earlier than we have in the past couple of weeks, because I gotta move my car. Well, to my point is that I was walking around yesterday and I was like, oh my God, there's so many parking spots. Usually you gotta fight a guy for a parking spot. You gotta try and bribe him with candy bars. There's nothing but parking spots because it seems like everyone who has a car has left town. I'll be honest. You keep saying this. I am hopeful that when I go out there to move this car in a little bit, that that is the case where I'm just like, oh, I'll just put it over here. Babe, if you don't find a parking spot in 10 minutes, that's your fault. I'm yeah, telling you that right now. You park in some wonky areas. You know, you go and find a place where a man is just holding a machete and just standing <laughs> on his on his stoop waiting hey, for somebody to park. my car. <laughs> I like to put the car in like a block or two radius. That's I, I want to make sure that the You're car, very particular. I am very particular. It's, re, it's the reason why we didn't leave New York City for like the first three or four weeks. That yeah, we that's here. insane. Probably more than that. It was probably more like seven or eight weeks guys we've had have you had a crazy week listen communication is off the rails all all of the planets are in retrograde um actually four are venus is in retrograde everybody's losing it can you explain to me and listeners what all that means it basically means it's just going in it's going it's moving away from the earth okay it's usually moving towards earth in rotation or something i don't know the retro it means the rotation's off And it means it's affecting things. Rotation must be off because we started this podcast without me saying, guys, if you haven't rated our podcast five stars on the Apple Podcast app yet or rated on Spotify or on Stitcher or, I don't know, upvoted on SoundCloud, repost it, do something would be really nice uh we do like those apple podcast reviews though five stars write a nice little review it makes us smile over here in the reality blows compound um and also we have a patreon where we put out two that's right two blowness episodes a month where ashley and i kind of just chat about some goofball stuff or we pick a topic that's the five dollar blowness tier so five dollars a month gets you two blowness episodes a month as a matter of fact um our last episode we had a lot of fun we watched a double feature two movies uh we watched um suddenly seeking susan is that the name of that movie yep uh, for some reason, I I, I blanked. <laughs> suddenly seeking Susan. Desperately seeking. Thank Susan. you. Suddenly Susan. Suddenly Susan is a is a uh, sitcom from okay. the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Desperately seeking Susan. Like, I'm like suddenly seeking Susan. Ashley's like, yep. <laughs> the, the look in her eyes couldn't have been more unsure. <laughs> yep. I was half listening to you. I'm sorry. I was looking at my notes. Desperately Seeking Susan. And Uncut Gems, a movie that has given me a heart attack. Yeah, so Ashley uh, wanted me to see uh, Desperately Seeking Susan. I wanted Ashley to see Uncut Gems, so we picked those movies. We watched them in one afternoon, then we kind of talked about them. And folks, I know it seems crazy for for the people who have seen both of these movies, but there are a lot of similarities, and we talk about them all on the last Blowness episode we dropped. That's patreon.com forward slash reality blows. But you know what? You don't even have to do that anymore. Because after two years with having this podcast, we've decided to take it seriously. That's right. We bought a domain name. You can now go to realityblowspodcast.com 
for all your Reality Blows needs. I almost forgot we did it. So now when I plug things, I'm going to just go, go to realityblowspodcast.com and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, all our places we pop this podcast up, plus our Patreon. I can't wait till I start getting into the groove of just dropping that website, baby. Isn't it going to be exciting? It's going to be really great. How fun was it that that 25 minutes it took us to set up a website for this podcast? I was impressed. I mean, we didn't do it for years. And then for some reason, we did it in one afternoon. It was a nice time. But check out that uh, Patreon. We had a lot of fun last week. Back to the astrology thing, though. I love it when I'm having like a rough few days where like everything's going wrong. You know, UPS delivered me an empty open package. I had some like uh, work correspondences where there was a miscommunication. There was a graduation show um, for kids in comedy that we hosted on Saturday. My show went off the rails. You know, when things are happening that seem outside of my control and I'm like, what is happening? And then I go on my little astrology apps or I go check, I go check out um, like astrology Twitter and everybody's like, heads up. All four planets, these four planets are in retrograde. Things are going to be crazy. It's just so, it's so wonderful to blame something on the planets. It is nice to not take any personal responsibility. I love it. So you're, you're saying that your uh, kids graduation show, as you guys know, if you're listening to the podcast, Ash and I teach uh, at a uh, little school, I guess you would call it, a little program for yeah. kids. We teach kids stand-up comedy. I do 10 to 12. 10 to 12-year-olds. I do uh, 13 to 17-year-olds. And um, we had our grad shows, our first Zoom-based grad shows. We actually uh, streamed it, live-streamed it to YouTube for all the friends and family to watch. Um, my you, Your show went off the rails. My show just went off, baby. My show was sick. Yeah, because my show had to run so your show could walk is what I think happened. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I mean, we my show was a disaster. The YouTube shut it down. Then they were trying to get it put back <laughs> on YouTube. Some For some reason, YouTube flagged it as inappropriate. <laughs> The next thing I know, they're like, "Hey, um, some old lady is on uh, on screen with a bunch of kids. What's going on?" And Ashley's like, "I'm only 28, y'all. Put us back up there." <laughs> My God, I would love to be 28 again. Um, then, uh, so yeah, YouTube pulled the link. We put another link back up. Then that didn't work. And then all of a sudden, all the parents just started like bombing our zoom show all of a sudden all these parents started signing in but none of them had their mics off so like a kid would be performing kid would be like my sister she has science homework and then all of a sudden you'd hear somebody be like who's this i've never seen this person before who's this freaking little kid <laughs> is he supposed to be doing jokes i heard um we share an intern for both of our classes yeah. our intern luca what up luca if you listen I'm shout sure out to luca luca libera hilarious stand-up comedian um and uh, also i think he raps or something on his youtube you should check him out i think he does like musical comedy raps yeah, yeah. yeah he's good he's a talented young man um so he uh he is our intern in our class and he had just gone through the debacle of your youtube stream when we were prepping for our class because our class the older class is right afterwards so um he i'm like so i heard that was a lot luca i heard that was a lot of crazy stuff he's like yeah some guy just showed up in his car with a with a mask on <laughs> so like i guess one of the parents was watching the show in their car yeah and they had a face mask on and then they had the sound in the car like like i guess it was like hooked up through the bluetooth, bluetooth so it was just like booming yeah <laughs> It was a lot of a lot of trouble. And then also, uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Zoom, but there is a chat function and you can chat everyone in the group. You can also chat people privately. It's very helpful to, uh, you know, send a message to another teacher or your intern. And but the thing is, is that if someone chats you privately and then you go to respond, you have to make sure you're you select their name. It doesn't just immediately switch over to them. So I was sending kids messages like, I don't know what's going on. This is weird. Can you help? You know, that was supposed <laughs> to be going to adults that I was sending their like 10 year olds. So that was that was tough. But all in all, the kids did a great job. And I mean, the kids are the best part of the show. And they were they're like professionals. They're like more professionals than like 30 year olds. I know. But um, that being said, parents, 
just ruining things again, you know? <laughs> Would you say, Ash, and I don't want to put you in a place, I don't want to put you back against one, I want to put you in a place where you're going to regret the the choices no, you No, I love regret. Lay it on me. Would you say the parents just don't understand? I'd say they just don't get it. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I mean, my, my Zoom show went off, went, went off, uh, I know, just Nick, went off. It was great. It was Nick got fantastic. off his his Zoom show and he was like, they need to tape that, they need to <laughs> send that tape around, uh, get private events hooked up. That tape was so good. I did. Well, I was impressed with, my my students and nobody had a flub everybody had a great set we also had in my class we had kids since we were doing stuff through zoom you know i decided to kind of open up our comedy a little bit and uh not just uh be strictly joke yeah or, you let people story. do slideshows and so, stuff so I, so I i opened it up to like some slideshow presentations or just using more of the av element that zoom kind of has so play around with the form it was great so i had a kid who did like literally basically like a like a shark tank pitch for an app and uh, this kid name this kid's name is james i just want to say his like um idea so i don't want to I, I you know i feel weird about telling somebody else's bit even though it's one of the kids but it was a really funny bit so he came up with like um, an app for parents who want to make play dates with their with their kids, their little kids, and uh, it's 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 same sort of uh, features that um, Tinder has, but it's called Toddler, um, and it's like all of the profile. He came up with all the profiles for the kids, and it's just like you know, like uh, don't talk to me before I've you know had my apple juice and like <laughs> stuff like that. Really funny, and then he kind of pitched it like that was kind of the comedy he used. He pitched it like uh, it was a Shark Tank thing. That's great. It was such a funny bit. Um, and this kid is like a really fantastic stand-up already. I mean, I mean, he writes really good jokes, and I was very happy that he opened. We had three kids that uh, opened themselves up to doing kind of audiovisual stuff on Zoom. Another um, kid, um, uh, this girl Lauren, she's a really talented stand-up comic, but she decided to just kind of uh, take screenshots or scan her like diary from when she was like in the second grade. And uh, she said that she uh, she was trying to write an autobiography for herself, and so she she read an, a, a what? an autobiography. Okay. Um, and so she looked, uh, she scanned it, and it was really cute, like her kind of going through like all of the things, like like one of the lines was, um, "When I'm an adult, I'm going to drink a lot of soda and wine," you know, like stuff <laughs> like that. And it was really funny. And then she took a, she gave us, she's like, "Hey, since we're all kind of stuck in quarantine, I'm going to give you guys a tour." Um, I've been, uh, I went to Europe, uh, when I was like seven years old with my parents, I went to Italy and I took a lot of pictures. So I'm going to give you guys a virtual tour and all of her pictures. Cause it was just like, she's a seven year old are like selfies where her head is taking up like three quarters of the screen and like literally the Coliseum, you can kind of barely make it out. And so she was giving us like a tour, but it was like basically all of her face and very funny stuff. And then, uh, another kid, Sam did a bit where he just, um, kind of created a, uh, a resume for himself. And it, the premise was that it was, it's okay to embellish a little bit. And then he went through the resume that he wrote for himself. And it was just like the most absurd, silly sort of stuff, you know, saying that he was 11 feet tall and things of that nature. And really, really funny, three creative bits. So, I mean, if any of my kids actually watch this, uh, listen to this podcast, which I suspect a couple of them might, I just want to say great job opening yourselves up. And I felt very proud to sort of kind of uh, uh, be at the head of this class and allow these kids to sort of explore different types of comedy in this new world that we're in. Um, so I commend the graduating class of Kids in Comedy 2020, the COVID year. Um, but yeah, I had a good time, and I guess we didn't have any parents who... who uh, Zoom bombed our show. Yeah, it seems like your link stayed up. Seems link like stayed everything up. worked. Well, you we weren't to... saying anything inappropriate on our show. You didn't have to call your boss in the middle of it. <laughs> no. Panicking. She's no. on the phone with YouTube, she says. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I got YouTube on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my kids are also really funny and great. I'd like to put that out there. Uh, but it sounds like your kids are doing alternative comedy bits. Don't you dare. Don't you dare give me the signal to roll it on when you just <laughs> spent like 10 minutes talking about your show. Well, because I didn't. I don't think we have to circle back. Like I, I, I just wanted to also say my kids are funny, too. Okay, great. They're 10-year-olds. They say funny things like... Um, poop, poop, beep, beep. How dare you? <laughs> we should have a comedy off. Your class versus my class. My class would win. Yeah, they have my been class doing it a funny. lot longer. My class 
kids in my class are funnier than me usually um I had a they're class, better comedians i'll tell you that i had a kid do uh talk about how they had like a, a zoom seder um and he just like did all of the people in his family like impersonated them and like showed us what the seder was like and oh, it was funny. really funny oh i'd like to see that I'll yeah watch that. maybe he will who knows what happened to that <laughs> show it's not well, on youtube i had a um i think it might be back on it might be up on youtube now because I had a little meeting with uh, the tech guy, and he said it was going to be real easy to sort of cut that up and and throw it up on the internet. So it's up there. I'm I'm going to check that out. I'm going to peep that. Actually, is it weird doing a podcast with me and this new facial hair I got? I don't. I am. I have adapted <laughs> to your new facial hair so quickly within seconds. It almost feels like that is your face and has always been your face. I'm gonna do. I'm. I'm making a little short film um ashley has a short film festival yeah it's called at home film festival it's going to be on thursday night at 9 p.m tune in uh, you're all invited me and very funny comedian sarah tolamash have organized a, an event we've been doing this is our second one um we're going to do it every three weeks it's called at home film fest you can find more information about it on our website um at homefest.com and it's basically, um, we just invited a bunch of talented, awesome people to make two-minute shorts that we're going to show, and it's a good time. Nick is making one, and it involves his facial hair. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing a character that I want to be sort of the creep factor to be upped quite a bit. So I decided to shave my facial hair kind of like... Um, who, what, what would you say that this facial hair kind of looks like? What, what would you what would you compare it to? It's like biker kind of. Yeah, yeah, you look like a biker. It's a Hulk Hogan face. Oh, it is kind of a Hulk, like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a Hulk Hogan biker pro wrestler sort of, uh, just real skis bag. <laughs> I yeah. would say. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, to Ashley's credit, I came out of the bathroom after I shaved it, and Ashley said that she was more attracted to me. So, I mean, I don't know what that means. Um, I guess I like Hulk. You like Hulks? You like skeezers? You guys tune in Thursday, 9 p.m. EST, May 21st. See Nick's facial hair. You know what else I did on Zoom this week, Nick? What? I went to a wedding. Yes, you did. Yeah, I went to a freaking wedding, y'all, on uh, Zoom. I could not attend. I was uh, Nick was writing, air quotes. (laughs) He was writing. I was busy uh, working on my little short film. Um, but, uh, I did listen to Ashley attend this wedding. It seemed like you got dressed up. Well, okay. They asked you to dress up your top half and I'm not in a position to wear any clothes right now that aren't elastic. Um, I would say all of my clothes need to have a stretch to them. I'm not going to be sitting in a dress for an hour. So what I did was I took, I had a bunch of long silk scarves, you know, like we all do. I'm looking at you, Elton John. Uh, pulled out all my silk scarves and I kind of tucked them into my bra strap and I tied them around my belly and around my chest in a way where it looked like a very elegant gown. But in fact, it was just a hodgepodge of scarves kind of tucked in. Very, very chill relaxing uh, outfit. Looked elegant, but it was cool. Now, you were making a lot of noise in there. I got drunk. Listen, what we did was we had, uh, before the wedding started at eight, um, some other friends, we, but like we pre-gamed, I guess, on, on a FaceTime call. You know, like uh, teenagers do? <laughs> on a FaceTime call. We were like, if we're going to watch this wedding alone, let's watch it together. And so we did that. I had a couple margaritas. Um, and it, it actually ended up being a huge mistake because then we all went to sign in to the wedding at eight and it seems that we should have signed in earlier. We couldn't get in for like the first 15 minutes. We actually missed the entire slideshow that Julia made for them. Uh, cause neither Julia or I could get in. So you basically what was happening was that you signed into the zoom but you signed in too late we signed in at eight and you should have signed in earlier right we should have signed in so no one was paying attention to like letting people in from the lobby right basically because that's the problem if you guys have known zoom zoom uh, is trying to avoid people zoom bombing shows although seemed to work 
uh, on your kids and comedy thing, which I think is very interesting that yeah. the parents could just zoom right into their. I asked him to monitor it and he was like, I'm trying. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's something where if you like send it out to YouTube live, that restriction goes away. I don't Who know. Knows? But like on your thing, you got, you signed in a little too late. So it was literally like you're at the chapel and you're just like stuck in the lobby, like yeah. banging on the let door. Let me in, <laughs> let me in. And Julia Johns, um, you know, she recapped Southern Charm with us on this podcast, which by the way, I guess we'll never be recapping again. Seems to be completely canceled slash closed can slash we talk about over. That after this? Yeah, we can definitely talk I about it. I know it's that. a sensitive subject, but we'll No, we should talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. Um and so she had made she had animated this whole like cartoon about how the couple met and they were playing that in the beginning with music. Um that and Julia and I were just like, Man, wish we could get in there and watch that thing you made. Um, now, technically, you guys could have started your own Zoom, and then Julia could probably have done the slideshow from her home. That's true, because she had it. She yeah. had it. Yep. Um, but once did we she got in... To, did she try... Well, you guys were like stuck in the in the um, lobby. Did you guys... Did she try to explain what each slide looked like? This one, they're embracing each other at a beach. Here, they're laughing while eating brunch. Like, did she try to, like, tell you what was in that slide? She did show them to me, but they were, like, unfinished. They Uh were, like, sort of, like, the first draft, I guess. Um, But then we got in, and it was, like, very, very cool. I didn't think I was going to – I didn't know what to expect, but I cried and I felt love. You did. And um, it was it was lovely. And the, the couple was lovely. And everyone there was lovely. And- so when I kind of peeped in on you, you were you were seemed to be kind of sitting on the on on our bed, crisscross applesauce. Yeah. And you had a drink in your hand. You had like yeah. a you had like a margarita in your hand. Yeah. And you were you seemed to be doing you were like dancing. You were like dancing and yeah. having a good Top time. Top half was dancing. And I was like, what's going on? You're like, hey, we're all dancing right now. Get in here. Oh, that was for the dance party after the wedding. There was a separate dance party that some of us at the wedding went to. So then I kind of peeped in on the dance party. I kind of looked and yeah. it just seemed like a lot of Solo people in their homes with their mics off. Yeah, everyone had their mic off. Dancing, just really dancing. And some people were dancing really, really hard. Yeah, some people were like, this is a music video. This is my one shot. Um, <laughs> Got to make it big. You seem to be having a blast. I was. And I think the alcohol alcohol i think the alcohol helped i think the alcohol helps i haven't um, like had a drink socially like that like you and i we've had our wine you know but like actually like going out for drinks that hasn't happened in months i don't drink wine anymore by the way now all, all i drink is spike seltzer and tequila that's nick's new thing <laughs> um, not, te- not i don't mix it but yeah going but. out for drinks with the gals i mean that's basically what i did and then we went dancing then you went dancing but i never left my bed and i was just wearing scarfs now that <laughs> night you so you show up and you had like a pre-game hang right yeah so that started about 7 45 oh yeah then you go to this di- you go to this thing and you get in there about 8 10 or whenever the slide shows up uh-huh. you're at this wedding then you go to this dance party yep afterwards then you go to your saturday night scheduled game night yeah. with the gals that you went on your mexico trip with every saturday i got game night with my gals and then after that my bubba gump you gals were, you were attempting and this is at the, this is about 11:30 after that you came out of the bedroom you were a little loopy and you're like i got one more uh you're like <laughs> you go you're like i got one more birthday party i got to attend nick then we can watch uh, uh reality television yeah and i was trying to sign into that birthday party but i was too late <laughs> Damn, it's too late. I mean, what was it like? You had a full night of socializing on yeah. Zoom. I mean, you seem to be having a very good time. Because in the middle of there, I mean, you weren't just drinking tequila. In the middle of there, you had some chips and guac delivered. I, I, yeah, I got some nachos <laughs> and some tacos. some tacos. You were fucking partying yeah. in there on our bed. And I'm like, I'm like on the couch. I'm like, Asham, <laughs> do you want to watch Survivor? And you're like, shut up. I'm having a good time. You had like a lay around your neck. You're like doing like a little dance. You're like making TikTok videos. Yeah, I had a blast. But it's interesting because you're on, you're talking to these people and you're you're socializing. But like to me, because you have headphones on, like I'm just seeing like a ranting, raving, like lunatic <laughs> getting slowly and slowly more drunk on the bed, eating nachos by herself in a room. Like, 
Yeah, it can't look good. That's uh, I can't imagine any of it making sense. No, honestly, it was very cute, and I did enjoy peeking really? in on you. Yes, of course. You I were felt really, like I was going too wild. You were having a lot of fun. And then that night at like 1 o'clock in the morning, like we're like, all right, time to go to bed. And you got up, and you were like doing like a little jig. Like, I was you were like, like <laughs> so jazzed up with your socializing. Yeah, it was a rush. It was a rush to socialize that much. You really, you had a whole night out. It was crazy. Yeah. Um. You you so, want to talk about the Southern Charm drama? Well, oh, do we have anything else that's in our lives that uh, we have a personally? lot of stuff in our lives? What, but are the, what are the other things that we didn't touch on as far as the up top stuff? You could just say it. Uh, online auctions, but I'll save that for next <laughs> you week. Get into that? No, because okay. it's just well. Actually, what happened was uh, I started getting a message during the wedding from someone on Facebook that was like, "Hey, are you trying to get approved uh, for the online auction?" Um, I'm the person in charge of, of proving it. And it's someone I used to work with. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I just approved you. And then he was like, let me know if you need any help. And I'm like, can you give me some insight onto how to get these scarves, dog? Okay, because I keep trying to bid on these Hermes scarves. I don't know if I'm saying it right. H-E-R-M-E-S. Hermes. Hermes. I'm trying to get these Hermes scarves, vintage silk scarves. And they're going for like 400, 300 bucks a pop. But I only, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard it being said, but I always kind of just imagined it's Hermes. Hermes. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, but they're going, they're, they're going for so much money. I've just seen it spelled and I just know of its reputation. You know what I mean? No one's saying it in Designer. my life. No one, no one in my life has ever said the word out loud to me. And that's the truth. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to get one. Every- Givenchy. Every now and then, Givenchy. one goes for that. one goes out for like a hundred a hundred bucks. I'm like, how can I get that one and not the four hundred dollar one? Anyway, online auction, and uh, it's really given me a lot of satisfaction scrolling through all the products. I haven't won anything. I've bid on some things. It'll be nice when you wear your scarf from the bathroom to the bedroom. Yeah, I mean, it'll be cool. <laughs> your, I'll dress up and on some scarf. heels. Um, yeah. So Ashley has been kind of peppering in throughout the week, like just giving me a little like niblets of the absolute chaos and drama that is the southern charm universe right now and i'll tell you what this is the only thing i know and you could fill in the gaps Catherine dennis is a low life just like we all suspected in season one even though we thought that she had made a lot of uh progress okay god really bit me in the ass for defending she, her she she uh was uh out outed on the internet for com- being a complete bigot uh, yeah. over direct message. Yeah, she sent an emoji. some A racist-ass emoji. We don't need to get in it. Google it if you want to figure it out. But it turns out she's a full-on racist, and because of that, she lost that, like, that like figurehead job over at that stupid Gwyn's, Gwyn's yeah. um, that we she's saw on no the show. She's no longer an influencer slash whatever. the face Model of slash, yeah. Is. Um, and I assume not going to be on the television show any longer. Seems like not. Yeah. We don't know. And that's, so I picked up that. And then later in the week, I find out that Cam has to write something on her Instagram talking about how, uh, what's his name? Josh? What's Whatever the, her husband's her name husband, is. Her uh, husband has been accused. There are rumors that he cheated on Cam. Um, and, uh, Cam had to put out like some sort of a damage control tweet saying that it's not true, refuting the allegations. Well, the woman who apparently was the mistress sent something out like, I've never met this guy in my life. And like, I don't want to be brought into this. Like what is happening? And then Cameron's, uh, you know, screen grabbed that and she shared it with like a message about how I got into reality TV and I put my life out there, but this woman never did and she shouldn't be punished. And this is one of the reasons why I'm not coming back to Southern Charm and then and then Naomi took a screenshot of that and Chelsea took a screenshot of that and they reshared it with their own words and Naomi was like basically saying that the cheating adultery rumor was started by Catherine amongst other things and um, basically there's two camps happening right now on the internet there's the one that believes that Cameron's husband was in fact adulterous and that Cameron is uh, doesn't want that dirty line to be aired on television because as we all know Cameron did a incredible job of being on the show for six seasons and never really having any 
uh, negative storyline about her family. I mean, there was her, you know, having trouble deciding whether or not if she wanted to have a kid, but her personal life was never a part of the show. I mean, to be quite honest, the most flack she took was how she would treat Catherine. Right, who's on the show. You know, yeah. Cameron's personal life, her her life off the show was never featured really on the show. But, I mean, us in this household even were like, Cam, get with it. Catherine yeah. has changed, and she was a young woman who was corrupted by some old creepy guy. Like, can't you see that she's a sympathetic character, character here? And it turns out, maybe Cameron was right the whole time. I'll say that it's not that Catherine changed necessarily, um, I always felt like she was a sympathetic character. I just feel like now we see her true colors and that sucks. And I feel like a fool for sticking up for her on the podcast. Okay. So then the other camp, um, with the Cameron situation believes that Cameron's, um, husband did not cheat on her. And Catherine has somehow orchestrated this rumor to get some sort of buzz going about the show. I don't know which one's true. I don't care. I'm disappointed by the lot. Honestly, I don't want to watch it if Chelsea and Naomi aren't on there. I like both of them a lot. And now I'm embarrassed that I stood up for Catherine on the podcast. And also, I, I still feel the same about Cameron. I can take her or leave her. Well, we didn't know, guys. We didn't know. Nobody knew. I, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I suspect that uh, the show may not exist because of this and also quarantine. I think we may, they just might just wrap it up and call it a new. And then what I think that they might do when they come back is I think we might end up seeing like a Craig show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, cause Craig has really stayed out of the controversy. Yeah. He's a dope. And maybe he's not the best boyfriend in the world. Yeah, but he's know? not a scumbag maybe, like everyone else on the show, Right, it seems. and I think it's just like, you know, let Craig, let's see Craig's business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Pillow Man. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Call it, call him the, the, the Stitcher King with or Craig. something. You know, something like Getting that. Getting cozy. Cozy. Craig's cozy corner. And then you know what? You know who's going to be on that show? Austin. Austin will be rolling in. Shep. We'll see Shep every once in a while. You know, it'll be, you could still get your Southern charm fix, but it's just going to be a Craigers show. And I would watch that. I like Craig. He's one of my favorite characters. I would also be interested in just seeing like a, let's just bring it back. Let's just do Southern gentlemen. Cause it's interesting. The gentlemen seem to be the people here. As long as you take T-Rav out of the situation, you could probably do a show with those boys. You know what I mean? Austin, Shep, yeah, and Craig. Out on the town. You know what I mean? Sure. They're creeps, but you know, it's like at least they're kind of away from sort of the Catherine situation of everything. And you can kind of get away from that storyline if it's just the if it's just the boys, the young men. You know what I want to watch? What? I want to watch Chelsea and Kim from Survivor start an interior decorating business. And I want to show about that. That's what I want to watch. I mean, of course, in this household, that's all we'd watch. That's all I, that's all I want out it's of life. It's going to be disappointing that we'll never see Chelsea again on, on television. Maybe she'll pop back on Survivor. Apparently, she's like one of the uh, a fan um, request when they do old people. <laughs> I don't know if... Old castmates. Old people. She's old people. When they do old people? Um, I... What, I don't know if we talked about this when we actually talked about her season of Survivor. Was that last week or the week before? Yeah. But uh, last week. When she was at her final tribal, and then the first guy, Jonas, came up to like do his, uh, you know, whatever you call it, uh, to ask his one question, uh, he started his question out for Chelsea going, uh, Chelsea, as you know, like, we all think you're the hottest. We all, all the guys <laughs> talked about it. You're definitely the hottest. But you're not going to win because you're cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nick did some research and found out that Jonas has a wife. Yeah, I didn't. I watched. I just watched his um, Ponderosa episodes, and so he has a wife. And I'm like, damn. I wonder if his wife was all like watching him on the show. They're sitting on the couch next to one another. It's his big shot to be yeah. back on the show. And he opens up and like, Chelsea, I think you're really hot. Um, yeah. It's like some grown ass man talking like an eighth grader. Um, yeah, but uh, Chelsea, I'd love Chelsea to be back on Survivor. Throw her ass back on there. Do another Second Chances, something like that. They should do like an epi a season with a whole only people that made it to Final Tribal but didn't win. Mm, you know, that could be something. That would be cool. Speaking of, we have a finale to talk about. Yes, we do. We also have a new Bachelor series and a Big Brother show from 2008 to discuss. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, folks. So uh, we're going to take a break. And on the other half, we're going to talk all about reality TV. So stick around. 
We are back. Uh, folks, we watched uh, a bunch of reality television this week. So much TV. So we're just going to kind of talk about it. I think what we should do first is talk about the Survivor Season 40 finale, since yeah. that is sort of what we've been keeping up on, and um, I assume some of you folks are watching that too. Three-hour fin- finale last Wednesday, and wow. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, I guess pause the podcast, because we're about to talk about the winner, the runner-up. We're going to talk about it all. Yeah, this big spoiler alerts. so just, um, I don't know, skip ahead 10 minutes or so, <laughs> um, or end it here, uh, whatever you want to do, but uh, you guys almost had a week to watch it, so we're going to talk about it. But- oh my God, what an incredible and perfect ending, what a, an amazing finale. I'm blown away by the artistry that is survivor man i'll tell you that finale was uh really they were tugging the heartstrings i mean it felt like uh you know kind of an end of an era uh, of something that i don't really know the what the era was i was know? getting yeah i was getting nostalgia for something i've never experienced yeah they did a good job it was three hours and they barely did a reunion i mean it was all sort of show all finale and, and I, thank god for that barely reunion yeah because uh first of all let's start things off here jeff <laughs> opened the, his live finale up and he's kind of got uh, got like a, a Bluetooth headpiece in his ear. He's sitting in front of kind of like a rinky-dink tribal council set. And then all of a sudden, he kind of pulls out. We see a second camera, and we see that he's in his garage. Wow. At home. And, you know, like his like, mountain bike is next to him. There's like a snow shovel. It's like full-on garage style. A legit garage. And he says that um, the the... CBS sent him two huge crates that, and he had to build this set himself. Yeah. And he had his like uh, teenagers help him build the set, and it he had to do the whole thing from his garage live, and it was pretty wild. And then the rest of the show that we saw from the garage, he was doing interviews with the players, but on Zoom. And wow, it was it was a sight. It was a sight to see just kind of the state of television in this point in history because i'm unsure that we're ever going to have experiences like this because not to make this about um you know our pandemic or whatever but um you know even if this kind of turns into a thing where each year there's some sort of a flu where we have to sort of watch out for covid19 whatever we're gonna have like a vaccine and things are gonna be a little way more mild and way more normal and i just don't think we're gonna have a survivor finale uh, being hosted by Jeff Jeff Probst from his two car garage because that was just an experience. Now, now also yeah. put that uh, compare that to an, another reunion show we watched, which we will not really speak about um, until later. But too hot to handle that reunion show. Oh, I compare, forgot we watched that. <laughs> compare these two <laughs> reunion shows. I mean, it's crazy that. You know, even in a Zoom reunion show, Survivor is uh, leagues ahead of other shows. Oh, my God. That Too Hot to Handle reunion. We watched that last night. I completely forgot that we watched that. It's forgettable. Trash. That show is trash. It is trash. The whole show is boring, and the fucking reunion is as boring. The only interesting thing about the Too Hot to Handle reunion was the fact that it was hosted by the, the woman who narrates the show, and she was on a show called flinch that we actually reviewed a couple of months ago i think a year ago yeah and it was like a british uh reality show that was from like from it was england but it was kind of bought it was one of those Maybe weird it was netflix, ireland who knows it was like a weird netflix original that wasn't clearly made in the in the states but it was interesting that that was the woman who did it desiree that, keeps popping up desiree keeps popping up other than that that show sucked that is so skippable the uh too hot to handle reunion so if you guys are thinking about popping it on don't pop it on don't pop it on but back to something that was absolutely not skippable appointment television i mean we didn't watch the challenge live that week so we could watch the survivor finale we did the unthinkable we uh, skipped the challenge yeah. so we could watch the survivor finale but we couldn't have it spoiled for us we were so invested in this season and these people and i'm glad that we did it so um i guess skipping to the winner of this show uh uh, spoiler alert give you a second to skip ahead it was tony tony blachos everybody wow tony I-, I feel like if tony didn't win survivor i would have walked away from that season feeling dejected what about you ash same he he got a winner's edit 
throughout the season. Absolutely. Especially the second half of the season. Especially the second it half. It was the Tony show. But me watching reality television, I know that like, okay, well, we're like, you can see this with Tori as well. You know, you got yeah. Tori uh, on the challenge. She's getting a lot of camera time, a lot of camera time. And I, I remember when we were on the beach socially distancing and hanging out with my sister, um, we found out that my sister Gabby was watching the challenge and she does not like Tori. And I said, well, we're seeing a lot of Tori right now. I think she's either going to win or she's going to flame out big time. And then that following week, she flamed out big time. Yeah. She went home. So I, I thought this could possibly be happening with Tony. As something we learned from the last dance documentary, as uh, Michael Jordan has told us, they love to build you up so they can tear you down. So maybe that's what was going on with Tony was what we were thinking. They're building him up to tear him down, but they were building him up to keep him up. I'm so happy he won. Uh, I wish Michelle had gotten more votes. Yeah. Okay. Because I did really respect Michelle as a player. I found her to be scrappy. Um, that's a survivor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she survived. She was never in the dominant alliance and she managed to stay there till the end. And the same with Natalie. That's also a survivor. She went to Edge of Extinction. I read interviews. She was having rats bite her toes I and know. her fingers at night. All of these Edge of Extinction sort of interviews with uh, Natalie just seem horrifying to yeah. be on that, that island for that long. You know, I would have been disappointed if Natalie won. I didn't want anybody from Edge of Extinction to come in and win. I feel like you're not the survivor. You didn't survive. You got voted off. So to come back and win um, defeats the purpose. I would have been okay with um, Michelle winning. Um, so the final three in the final tribal was Michelle and Natalie and Tony. Um, Sarah and Tony got pitted against each other by Michelle in a fire-making competition to see who was going to go uh, into the final three. And my God, was there a more suspenseful, exciting build fire moment you've ever seen in your entire life? It was so compelling. I mean, I, I was, you know what? It was like Uncut Gems. It was, was kind of it was kind of like uncut gems. I was on the edge of my seat, could not handle it emotionally. It was so compelling, and you know what? I kind of feel bad for Sarah. I mean, she really screwed her game up there at the end. We saw uh, Ben, you know, volunteer to sacrifice himself for Sarah's game, saying, you know, this will this will be a big move that you do on your own. Like I'm get I I can get out of here. I'm not going to win. Ben had figured out that no one from Edge of Extinction really liked him. No one was leaving him fire tokens. He was getting um, none of the bonuses that were coming from Edge of Extinction. So he was like, I, you know, I, you, I will sacrifice myself for you to win. And she should never have voted Ben in because that really destroyed their power block. Now, it seems uh, when we got down to the final four, uh, Jeff was really, really talking um, to these players like, this is much more, I mean, yes, it's $2 million, but everybody is here to sort of complete their story in some way for redemption in, in their own personal ways. Um, Tony, you know, I think people sort of doubted Tony. I was listening to a lot of like podcasts, um, big podcasts about Survivor, I've been doing it for years, and you know, they have... Um, you know, they do like they're gearing up for the season and they drafted players. And Tony was the person on this, like these survivor specialists, basically. Yeah. Uh, undra left undrafted last pick. Really? For, yeah. I mean, and we don't know Tony from his other seasons, but from what I can tell, Tony played a very chaotic game that he won the first time. And the second time he went on there to try to live up to his chaotic name. Yeah. And it, he went too far and he became kind of like a joke and got voted off. And so he was kind of, I would say almost like a laughing stock, mm. you know, kind of like a dope, a survivor dope. And this year he came in, he got warned by his, his wife, um, who told him like, do you want to re revisit game changers? Do you want to watch that to see what kind of a fucking dope you look like that we had to watch when that season came out? Or do you want to go in there and win and actually be serious about this? So with that, he took that sort of energy in there and he kind of honed his chaoticness and uh, made sure that he brought him all the way to the final two or the final three 
And then when he was there, he fucking had him laughing. He used his kind of dopeness to, to his advantage. advantage At Final Tribal Council. At Final Council. Tribal, yeah. yeah. And he not like, only used his dopeness to his advantage, but his shoulders are slumped over. He's making yeah. himself small. He's kind of talking to them. like He had he had them laughing. Like, in yeah, the, in, 100%. Like, he was to, doing psych- psychological tricks to appear weak and likable. I mean, he came off likable. Everybody wanted him to win, you know. And so it was uh, a really nice performance. You know, that was kind of his... His redemption story, Sarah, you know, has had this intertwined story where they had played in uh, Survivor Season 28 at Cagayan where Tony won, but that's when they started doing this Cops R Us sort of alliance. And then Tony, um, I don't know how it went down. We're going to watch that season, but he ends up winning that first season. And I'm sure through some treachery um, uh, over Sarah, then they go to Game Changers together and Sarah gets the final trouble and she wins. So now they're a one and one and now they're playing for the third time. And they're actually going up against each other in fire. And they they brought each other in their alliance as far as they could. Nobody turned on either one. They had this Cops R Us thing going. And it was like finally her trying to sort of, you know, prove that she's the better player out of the two in the rivalry. But then she's got this other storyline where I guess she kind of played with some kind of trickery or, or some deceitfulness and game changers and took a lot of heat. Apparently, Survivor uh, women who play sort of a hard game where they lie kind of are 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 dragged on the internet yeah you know but if you're a man there's a double standard where they think that that's the best player ever right and that was her story she was kind of building you know um kind of like a a, a women empowerment in the game of survivor and kind of dragged jeff into this a little bit where jeff was like you know i realized that throughout the years i didn't even realize i was speaking to female players different than i was speaking to male players i mean he mentioned that he uh, only calls people uh, by their last name if they're a man. And um, I don't know if that connected with what that sort of means, but that's kind of locker room coach talk. Like when, a, um, like if in gym class, people will call you Maritato. Come on, Maritato, pick it up. Hey, what's going on, Sandra? You know what I mean? Never kind of treating a, a woman like she's like a professional athlete. Oh, I had a big issue with this um, when I was writing for a television show during the 2016 election. We had a uh, a very special guest star co-hosting a show that I was writing on, and we were talking as a cable show. We were talking about the um, the election, and this our our co-host kept calling Donald Trump Trump and Hillary Clinton Hillary, and I had to kind of say something to him where it's like we're a respectable I didn't say we're a respectable show so you should meet these standards but I did say um, you should call Hillary Clinton Clinton if you're going to call Donald Trump Trump Um, or you call her Hillary Clinton to distinguish her from her husband but that was something that popped up for me in my personal life having to have that conversation with someone who is a movie star who was hosting a television show Yeah, but it was a news television show so you can't just have you know you wouldn't call you wouldn't say Barack not Obama you right. know what I mean it's like a strange like microaggression yeah. that we uh, have to sort of figure out and it does happen I mean and Jeff was like I should probably Sarah I should st- probably start calling you Lucina and that was like a, mo- a big moment on the show but who does he call by their last name when she said that I was like he calls Boston Rob Rob yeah but <laughs> you, you know who he was calling people by there remember who? when we watched Heroes versus Villains yeah. Colby oh. he was calling Col- I forgot Colby's last name yeah but he was like pick it up whatever your last name is right. you know like he, he so I mean, probably throughout the we don't we we yeah. we've only kind of dipped our toe into the franchise, but I have seen that happen. Yeah, um, it was very emotional too. You know, when Sarah gets kind of uh, loses in fire. I mean, her and Tony's sort of embrace at the end, tears and yeah. Now was, was that a was that a big like ploy on her part to mm-hmm. sway the jury's votes to Tony, knowing that was she was ploy, leaving. I think it was a ploy on his part. To, uh, to sway that. I, honestly I think he, the emotions coming from him was a lot more like thank god I don't have to go up against Sarah here uh, and because honestly there could be only joy for Tony knowing that he was going to go into final tribal with the with the women that he was going against yeah because he's got a good he had a good case for why they should choose him Sarah they work together that's hard splitting the votes yeah that was huge also he didn't have to be the one to double cross her right. to get her off. It couldn't have worked better for Tony. But you got now you got Michelle. Michelle's whole story is the fact that people did not respect her as a winner. Yeah. They feel like that she the production didn't want her to win, that uh, the the fans thought that she was a whack winner and that this was her chance to kind of get 
um, you know, kind of grow up in the game and get some confidence and feel proud about her win. And she wanted to go in there and win and show people that she's a two-time winner. She's one of the best. She kind of has, from what I can see, like the art of playing from the bottom. Well, now she's the only player in Survivor history to do more than one season and not have uh, ever been voted out of Tribal Council. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the facts on that are 100%, but yes, she's definitely one of those people in there. Um, but like she kind of got to, they, there was a spotlight on how she plays the game. And, and I think the problem is her game is kind of uneditable. You know, uh, what, what's the game that she's playing? She's like really nice. Like everybody says like, she's once, survivor. once you meet, once you meet Michelle, you get, you get all the hype. You're like, oh yeah, she's like really fun to hang out with. And I really like her. And it's like, well, what does that mean for good television? Maybe not the best, but what does that mean for getting people's votes and fucking having people throw, toss you like a million fire tokens throughout the game? I mean, that means a lot because it's just like, oh, I like Michelle. That's a play. That's a strategy. Yeah. To walk away from a conversation of somebody that you're in competition for $2 million and be like, I trust her. I like her. She's cool. Like, that is the game. And that is an art to that. And she played that very well. And that was kind of her storyline. Then you have Natalie, somebody who's like the consummate athlete, professional player here. Um, and she she's literally voted off first, has to spend 37 days or something on Extinction um, Island. Edge of Extinction. Ed, ed, edge of Extinction. And comes back and gets the final tribal. She gets herself so many tokens. She gets herself idols. She's buying idols for other people. She's balling in the idol department she shows up plays like six good moves and her big mistake was she did not choose herself throw herself in to go into the fire making competition against tony or sarah whoever she thought because that was the box she left unchecked and she did not earn a bunch of votes based on that from what i could tell from the jury but uh yeah quite a story you know i think it's interesting that you said tony had this first season where he was like you know he won where he was uh he was playing a chaotic game, but he still came out on top. And then the second season where he tried to emulate that behavior, but it got out of control. He got sent home. And then the third season he won. I wonder what that would look like with Kim, you know, because this was Kim's second season. This was her, this was the season to fuck up, I guess. Like if Tony messed up his second season and Kim pretty much played her second season, like she played her first, which was that she kind of was a little bit, um, you know, she, she wasn't aggressive early. And I wonder what her third season would look like. I would love to see Kim back on the show after having watched her first season, which was easily a perfect season. Definitely a perfect season. Uh, I would say that um, she had to play from the bottom this season and she yeah. wasn't she wasn't accustomed to that, you know, but if this was her third season, she probably would have been. That's what I'm saying. I'd love to see a third season she, from her. She mentioned uh, on her no no on the interviews oh. like when after she kind of lost that last sort of competition to get back into the game yeah you know she was like i actually like that i lost here because it takes all the pressure off you know i mean she said it in a much more elegant passionate way right where she was like everybody's been propping me up as a the perfect survivor player yeah. and now i'm not and I'm that's not, great it makes me feel better that i don't have that hanging over my head and this was a perfect experience for me i would love to see her back but come back in i would love to see her back um you know they're they they, there's talk of like a legends sort of season and I feel like she could possibly be uh, put in there as far yeah. as how good of a game she had um, but who knows what they're gonna do the at the end of this show and this is one of the more interesting things to me we go back to Probst's um, garage and he's like okay normally we'd show you some really sick footage for the 41st season but for obvious reasons, we don't have that. But I'm telling you now, we are committed to being back in the fall. It just we're 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 trying to survivors all about sort of adapting, and we're going to adapt and we're going to figure this out. And it's good. Whatever we're going to do is going to be really really cool. And um, I'm going to let you know. With saying that, we're casting. If you want to be on Survivor, let's go. You know who we want? We want young people. If you're 16, 16 17, 18. If you have cool parents and a cool school, we could figure this out. And then it signs off. What do you think is going on there? I, I've heard some rumors that are kind of interesting, but I want to know what you think that whole spiel was. 
I think that what is going on is that international travel is down, okay? It's not really happening. So I think they're going to be do something domestic. And I think doing something domestic with international laws of filming and travel, etc., allows them to open this up to teenagers more. So I think it's a domestic, it's going to be a young show. Now, there was a, there was a reality show, and we have tried to find it before, where it was a Survivor-esque show of kids living on an island it was like a lord of the flies kid type nation thing. i believe yeah and we've never really been able to track it down i don't know if i've actually really tried hard but i will track it down this week and we'll watch it okay i would because i'm interested like is isn't that if they just do a survivor teen show isn't that what that is isn't it kid nation um honestly i'm going to apply for survivor uh, on wednesday so i hope that they don't do just teens so um yeah i think the international travel thing is right on point like you can now open it up it's easier to get people to be on tv kids to be on tv if it's happening stateside yeah um i think there's other sort of thoughts of maybe it's a family game you know mm. what i mean? maybe we put cameras in a house you know what i mean and and something like that you know that's the circle could be the circle i mean i didn't hear this but i, yeah. I mean i i'm not you know I, i'm just coming up with certain things now here's the other thing Kids also are way less susceptible to getting this virus. Mm. And I think maybe they might be shying away from the older folks, putting them all in this situation and maybe trying to do people closer to the age of 18 because they're healthier. Uh, they're less of a wow. health risk. Not only are they younger, but they're also healthier. Yeah. They Ain't got that it all. the shits, folks? <laughs> Ain't that the shits? Um, Let's I've, talk I've about heard, another I've, show. Here's, here's something exciting, though. I've heard of like possibly people are, are clamoring for like an Old West style where you stick this out in like Arizona somewhere in the desert and you do this thing where they have, to, they have to do like an Old West town. I'm out. Sort. You're out. I'm in. That's I, and I want to I thought we we're you know what? I'm rethinking my application. I want to go to a tropical island. I'm not trying to be out in the Old West worrying about rattlesnakes crawling into my cowboy. Could boots. you do this show in Hawaii or would there be like yes. a million people like flooding this beach? A million people flooding the beach. Right, right. So we'll see. I'm excited. I, I'm with it, you know. And what's nice for us is we have like 36 seasons of Survivor we haven't watched. So we could like go ahead and watch those if true, we want. True, true, true. Um, so, Ash, what do you want to talk about next? I want to talk about Bachelor Follow Your Heart, which is- Listen a, to your heart. Listen to your heart. I thought it was Follow Your Heart. No, nope, nope, listen to listen your heart. Listen to your heart. Mm -hmm. uh, we started watching this. We, we're not caught up. I'll say that right now. But I, I have a feeling we are- are going to catch up i'm very much into it i like the premise i like the characters it's cheesy it's got me everyone is like kind of a goober on the show um and i don't know i'm just i'm enjoying it i'm surprised i like it i i usually hate everything that comes out of the bachelor franchise and this is something that i pretty much liked i would say 30 minutes in nick was poking me like look at your face yeah we got a recommendation through our instagram um we got a DM uh, from a uh, a friend who's been watching the show for a while, yeah. Madeline. Thank Thanks. you, Madeline. Thank you. Um, and she was like, "Hey, I I I, I don't know if this is going to be up your alley, but it's a it's a fun show. I like it. You should check out Bachelor Listen Your Heart." And I was like, "Let's do it." So we popped on the first episode. We watched it. We only watched one episode. I would say I will watch more of this show. Yeah. It did not hook me, hook me, but it did hook you. Now, what's interesting about this show is like every. And by the way, I realize like the finale is on tonight. I believe so those folks who are actually like good reality watchers yeah. are probably all caught up so we're not going to slam you over the head with talking about this but uh, we might as well talk about it a little bit I, I what I find interesting is like you know that like cringe factor on these like reality shows uh, those romantic reality shows where like um, you know, the guy sort of sits down and it's like, oh my God, he's going to sing her a song. No, don't do that. Oh, and it's just cringy. That's every 11 minutes. Happening left and right, folks. Looking into each other's eyes and singing a, a, a pop song. When everybody is a singer-songwriter and they all happen to bring their guitar, it's yeah. just like, whoa. It's just like a, like a series of like awkward songs sung while people are staring into each other's eyes for like 90 minutes. And they're all so like these are people who are trying to make it in the music business who've been cast on a reality television show so you better believe they're all seeing this as their one shot and they are really playing it as if it's their one shot it's um 
I can't like I can't get a hold on right now whether or not these people are strictly here for the fame. They are, dude. Right? They're I mean, all there for the fame. Yeah, it seems like they all just want to get famous. Uh, some of them are like, yeah, I'm here to find love. And then like five minutes later, they're like, do you want to listen to me sing? Yeah. It's like, we know what's going on. You want that screen time, dog? And I, I appreciate it. I think someone should do a show like this with stand-up comedians. No. Yep. I think stand-up comedians, put them in a house, have them find love, have them do activities like they have to host a stand-up show together, see if they have good... Uh, if their comedic instincts line up, have them write a uh, little short videos, comedy uh, videos, terrible. have them work on tweets together, no. have them stare into each other's eyes while they say one liners. Bad. <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely watch that show, but still that's awful. You know what it would be? It would be that VH1 show, um, Beauty and the Geek. Yeah. That's what uh, a house full of stand-up comedians <laughs> <laughs> trying to find love would be. I mean, if you're going to look for different, go- like, a different style of goober but maybe bigger goobers go ahead and get stand-up comedians on a show like this yeah. bachelor listen to my jokes <laughs> listen to my jokes <laughs> um so we're gonna we'll probably uh you know we got a lot of time on our hands we could watch more of this i think we're gonna watch it i mean we're also crushing big brother season 10 right now guys we decided since we started doing survivor it's like and that kind of expanded our horizons in the reality world opened our eyes <sighs> we're already fishing around on that cbs all access app, what else are we missing and it's it's like there's only a couple other choices reality wise and the other big one is big brother oh yeah it was amazing race we haven't popped into that yet but maybe next but so i just googled i'm like what are the best seasons of big brother and somebody ranked them and number one for america big brother america is season 10 people seem to think this is the best season now the aspect ratio on this is like tiny it's for like tiny screens it's before they went like widescreen uh so it's like it's crazy that it's 12 years ago and it looks ancient it looks super ancient Man, Ash, the cast of characters here yeah. are fucking wild. Yeah. So I didn't really know anything about Big Brother, but it turns out Big Brother is just Survivor in a house, which is was easy for me to pick up on. Um, I find it, I would say I'm enjoying this. Big Brother, I'm enjoying way less than Survivor. Why do you think that is? Because it... It seems like the idea of like somebody folding laundry and then somebody walking in being like, hey, uh, I'm thinking we vote this way. What do you think? It just seems the strategy to me is a lot lamer than the strategy on Survivor. Like Survivor, it just seems tense and exciting. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, fuck, he's going to make a big move here. When somebody makes a big move, I'm just like, you're just like hanging in a house and it's like, who cares really? Um. And I don't know what it is. It 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 just seems like I, I would say that if I hadn't watched so much Survivor and so much quality Survivor, like we haven't watched like a super dud season yet, that I would be like, oh wow, this is a lot of fun. But to me, the strategy talk is a little less advanced, in my opinion. And uh, but what it lacks there, it really picks up on goober characters and real strange things. There's like two old people on the show um so past guest and dear friend ray sani a comedian and reality television lover we've been texting about this since i started watching since we started watching the season she says this is one of the last like really diverse um big brother casts in terms of just like pulling from all walks of life there's an old man an old marine who in his 70s he's from something show. yeah is he a marine i thought I, he's just he's I, just I think he's a Marine and he, he, he fought he's a vet. He fought in Korea. Yeah. Um, and wow, he is just he came in strategizing. You know what I mean? And it's just like that was really exciting to see. There's uh, an old New Orleans lady named Renna or whatever. Rennie. Rennie. She's uh, got a um, a beauty salon. And crazy accents. Yeah, um, she's a obnoxious. He's like think. a real <laughs> real yoked up steroid looking guy who's like treacherous and Jesse, an asshole. Jesse, nineteen, Je- true villain, true villain. There was a great co- sequence in the first four episodes where a guy thought he had controlled this game and he got ousted and thrown out first and. It has been, I would say I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Yeah. I just, I can't help but compare it to Survivor. I know. You can't help it. You can't help it. 
But I think what's going to happen is, and I think because the reason we're watching Survivor and we're hooked is we're watching season 40 with like these all-stars. It was an amazing season. Yeah. And it hooked me and it was like, we got to see what's going on here. And we went, we started looking, we dabbled. And with what we saw, our like juices flowing for this current season Survivor, we were like, fuck it, let's go jump into this. And it kind of like helped, like got kind of uh, massage us into the next sort of couple of seasons. I think what we're going to do is watch season 10 and it's fun. I enjoy watching it and I'm, I'm hooked. I like it. But what I want to do next is I want to watch a, a current season of Big Brother, a more current season with some of the people we know and love from the challenge. And I Davon, think- Polly, Natalie, they're all on Josh, the same season. Davon, Polly, and Natalie are on the same, same yes. season. So we're going to watch that season, okay? Yeah. And, I, and, I, and that'll be more exciting for me. And I'm yes. sure I'll be super hooked. And then I'll be like, fuck it. Wh- where else should we go here? Yeah. Um, also, something that I'm, I'm quite interested in is watching Celebrity Big Brother. I think oh, that, I'm into that. I think that might be kind of fun as well. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, do you have anything else? No, that's it. I just want to say last night, this is the last thing I'm going to edit. Last night, it's like one o'clock in the morning and you guys know that I got an antenna for the TV. So I'm flipping around and I was like, man, maybe I got one more episode of, uh, something, something I'm buzzer in me. I'll watch a game show and I'm flipping around and I get to NBC and lo and behold, what's on? first look with johnny bananas wow and i'm like oh my god i'm catching this show live i can't believe it so i watched this thing and i'll i'll be honest i can't even remember what he was doing like he was like you said he was getting interviewed he was getting, as i was falling asleep you're like johnny bananas he's getting interviewed <laughs> i just heard you yell from the other room <laughs> he's getting interviewed by somebody to do something all i know is like he was being like a complete jackass like he was on that on that cooking show yeah and it was so unlikable and everybody around him was like being annoyed by him. Yeah. And I was like, this guy sucks. And yeah. I was like, even though I, I report on this guy's actions every every Thursday he morning. He's annoying. I can't watch the show for two seconds. Yeah. I turned it off and went to sleep. Sorry, bananas heads out there. But guys, that is the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow us on anything or you want, first of all, email us realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. Okay. If you want to write us a little nice note, recommend some stuff for us. If you want anything else like our social media or anything like that, you can catch everything, the Patreon, the Twitter, the Instagram, where we put this podcast up at realityblowspodcast.com. That's right, folks. Realityblowspodcast.com for all your reality blows needs. I've been Nick Maritato, and I'm the guy who hosts this show, along with my fiance, Ashley Brooke Roberts, and now I'm going to edit the show and put it on the internet. Bye.